Time of the second half here on Main Street Sports Today on this Monday, Reaction Monday edition. We'll have our uh, This Day in Braves history as Mo will uh, tell us about some recent Braves. Also, we'll continue our conversation about uh, what happened over the weekend, a lot of reaction as well. So stay with us here. Main Street Sports Today, the Monday Reaction Edition, back to the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, who apparently does not know the first thing about the USFL. Doesn't keep up with it. No idea. Some on Twitter, no idea what in the world's going on. Happy second half. Yes. Mo, I want to just throw this out there. The Reds finally won a game. Well, glad somebody is. Um, had not won a game since the series finale in Atlanta that I was at <laughs> until yesterday when they defeated it's the Cardinals. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. You know, I I had a I had this long – the first game I ever went to, I went – Braves won two nothing. Andrew and Klesko hit solo homers. Um, Maddox pitched, and it took us longer to get there than it did to watch the game. Um, <laughs> and then I had a string of like ten or twelve games in a row that I went to that we lost. I mean, but the Rockies when AJ Minter blew the save against the Rockies, I was sitting underneath the press box. And then I had a string of two or three that I went to that we won. But now we're back on the losing side. And apparently I'm streaky, so it's not a good idea for me to go. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll wait. No. Wait till we're five or six games up in the division before I go back. I think, I think that would be an excellent. <laughs> Heck yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, right now the Braves just not looking great. Uh, still have yet to win a series on the year. Falling twice to the Marlins after winning the series opener 3 nothing on Friday. Right, Friday, yes, yes. And then falling nine to seven on Saturday, five to four on Sunday, despite rallying from a five-one deficit. Kyle Wright, stopper. Kyle Wright, we said it. I mean, and and, and here's the thing: Bryce Elder pitched well. Ian Anderson was in line for a win, was winning five to three, and then the bullpen of all people, Connor McHugh. Colin. Sorry, yeah. Colin McHugh yeah. with a couple of runs given up, and then the night shift took the night off. Well, we didn't get to the night shift. That was the problem. It was McHugh and O'Day before we could get oh, so to he's 7, not, 8, 9. Oh, okay, so he's not part of the night shift. I think the night shift is the 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 four. It's Mentor, Matzik. Mentor, Matzik, Smith, Smith, and Jansen now. Okay, all right. It was Mentor, Matzik, Smith. Uh, Smith, and Luke. Since Luke isn't in there, we throw Jansen. But that's, I mean, I, I don't feel like our middle relief guys are that. And then, of course, Strider gets the loss, I think, in, uh, on Sunday. You're right. Yeah. And um, did not throw great. Well, I, and, you know, that's going to happen on, on occasion with a young guy. But right now, I mean, just like, you know, last year we talked about how no team in the NL East was taking advantage of the Braves struggling. The Mets are taking advantage right now. They're 12 and five, five games up on the Braves. And second in the division, Miami. And if you're, if you're concerned with that kind of thing, then I guess it's concerning. Um, I don't know how much attention I'll pay to the standings on April 25th. 
I paid attention to the standings at all times. Uh, just because right now, this Braves team is peanut butter, no, no jelly, jelly. <laughs> ham, no burger, Kool-Aid, no sugar. <laughs> they can't put it together. When they get good pitching, they don't score runs. When they score runs, pitching stuffers. So I, it, it's just, it's, you just watch this team and go, this is frustrating because we know what they're capable of. That's it. That's the big thing. And, you know, I, I kind of posted a, a tweet in frustration yesterday that kind of went counter to everything I've been saying. It's early. It's early. I get it. I know. So then I, I posted something about, you know, losing another series to Miami at home and got some of my own medicine. It's early. It's like, I know it is. I, I get that. But you just feel like this team is better than they're playing. Heck, they even got a home run out of Alex Dickerson on Saturday and with it, somebody on base. I was going to say, and that was the first time that it hadn't been a solo home run since the since Austin Riley's two-run shot to lead off the year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's – Ham no burger. Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And in this situation, that's what the Braves are, in, are dealing with. Normally, over the last couple of years, I'd say Chicago's in town. It's time to get right. But at this point, I mean – they have the same record. So. Now, I don't know who Chicago's played, so I'm not, you know, they certainly have not played San Diego and Los Angeles. No, no. But Here, here's the thing, though. I mean, to me, I'm not sure that the games really count until 13 gets back. Well, they certainly count in the standings, they, they do. <laughs> unfortunately. But, but, I mean, I I just don't know how you can judge this team as at a whole this moment because this team is not the team that you're going to go down the stretch with, hopefully. Here's the thing. If I'm the Braves, if there is any way to get Ronald Acuna Jr. in a Braves uniform before May 2nd and the trip to New York, you get him in a Braves uniform before May 2nd. I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, what is he? He's 5 for 14 with Gwinnett. He's doing everything. I mean, I'm not sure what it is that you're looking for out of him at this point that he's not doing from Being, a medical standpoint. What Snicker said was stretching him out defensively, playing a whole game on defense. Uh, they'd like to like for him to play two or three of those, but you can play two or three of those before you go to New York. So I don't know why you don't. Well, I would think. I mean, May 2nd is what, Monday? May 2nd is a, is a Monday, yes. So but that's it would a, be a week out, from today. Yeah, it'd be tech. You've got three against Chicago, then you off. go to Texas, mm-hmm. no off day. Oh, okay. No off days at all. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Chicago, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Texas, and then and Monday, Tuesday. It's a four game set in New York with a doubleheader because you got to make up those early, those early season games. So you get a four-game set with a doubleheader in there. You, I mean. Well, then you get an off day. Then you get an off day before you come back and play Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's at home. But you need him at New York. Yeah. Yeah, because you need to, you need to make a statement in New York. And you certainly can't go in there and lose three or four and be ten games down before 
May 5th. <laughs> yeah. Because then it gets a lot harder. I mean, 10 games is a lot. <laughs> At any point. <laughs> At any point. Yeah. So, anyway, that's just my thoughts. Tell us what happened. Speaking of Robert Acuna Jr., tell us <laughs> right. what happened this day in Braves history. April 25th, 2018, 20-year-old Ronald Acuna, the 2017 Minor League Player of the Year, according to Baseball America, makes his debut as the youngest players player in the majors now that his eligibility for salary arbitration has been pushed back a year after the Braves delayed his call-up. His first major league hit comes in the eighth inning, and he scores on Kurt Suzuki's single to tie the game before Johan Camargo's RBI double in the ninth gave Atlanta a 5-4 win at Cincinnati. Speaking of Johan Camargo, having a pretty good year for Philadelphia, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. You heard Coach McNeil talk about Jared Dickey and, and his body. Camargo kind of has issues from time to time with that, I think. I think he's... He's the UT Jared Dickey and not the friendship Christian Jared Dickey because um, he's he's doing some good stuff in Philly, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We will continue reacting to things that have happened over the weekend and today. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll return after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Pat, and J.P. Plant on the controls, and we are still reacting to all the things that happened over the weekend, including the Memphis Grizzlies, who, let's just say, were the victims of some questionable officiating on Saturday. But it wasn't just the Grizzlies, Mo. and the Mavericks Dallas Phoenix and Memphis all had a chance to go up three, one in their respective series. All right. That's all the Western conference. Had a chance to go up three, three, one, one. their opponents shot 42, 40 and 42 free throws in all three game fours. And their opponents all won those game fours. I assume. The Jazz, to two and two. the Jazz shot 42 free throws compared to the Mavericks' 23 and got away with a game-altering no-call on an offensive foul. Um, the Timberwolves shot 40 free throws compared to the Grizzlies' 25, and the Pelicans shot 42 free throws compared to the Suns' 15. Now, Meade Kendrick III, who is, per his Twitter, at Meade with an E, Third, 3RD, a lucky husband and father, his kid's biggest fan. He loves Memphis, the Cards, and the Grizz. And he's a serious yacht rock enthusiast. <laughs> says. <laughs> and he admits it? Uh, he got Rick rolled, huh? He says, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I am a connect the dots guy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and these dots are. Pretty mm. easy to connect, uh, if you ask they're me. They're pretty big, fat dots, and they're pretty close together, aren't they? I think, I, I mean, absolutely they are. So, uh, look, the NBA has long been uh, associated with some conspiracy theories to drive up television ratings. I mean, 1985 draft being mm. the biggest. I mean, Patrick Ewing to the Knicks and all of that. So, look. The NBA is not above it. So, given that, a guy that I follow on Twitter pretty regularly, at Hosey Nation, some folks are familiar with him. Has Adam Silver okay? the Nets being swept, or should I take him on the money line at minus 112? <laughs> oh, there's no question you take him on the money line. There's no way they're getting swept. Well, they might. I, you know, with Kyrie and, that, and the, the COVID thing, it, Make an example of yeah that so you never know, mm. um, but you, the NBA many, many a truth is said in jest, no question, absolutely that's a, it's it's a legitimate question if you subscribe to connecting connecting dots, dots. <laughs> and I do it's a fact subscribe to connecting dots. The, well, I mean sometimes it's. Sometimes there's really no other explanation. Well, and, and that's is exactly, I mean, a hundred percent. There's just not another explanation because the Grizzlies who have dominated this series outside of really three quarters go into Minnesota, get a huge comeback win. And then out of nowhere, you're going to tell me they're fouling 31 times? All right. Why? Why would they do that? 
they didn't do it the last game. Why are they doing it this they game? They haven't been doing it at all. That's right. the thing. I, I don't I don't know how, you know, John Morant, who never fouls, picks up four. The starting five for Memphis had six personal fouls, five personal fouls. Uh, Jaron Jackson fouled out on a call that was uh, – they were talking about whether it was going to be a flagrant, and it shouldn't have been even a common foul yeah, it, so on Cat going to the basket late. You've got Jackson. Uh, Dylan Brooks had five. Uh, Xavier Tillman had five. Desmond Bain had five. Ja had four. Uh, Kyle Anderson had four. Come on now. It, it's just the Timberwolves have the the Timberwolves have set the physicality tone in this series and the Grizzlies are the ones who Getting are whistled. dealing with this. Yep. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, just frustrating. I mean, if Desmond Bain doesn't hit eight of 12 from three point land, the Grizzlies probably aren't in the game at all. Right. Right. Cause I mean, they, they, it was a struggle from the start to be in that game. And they finally started to get some traction in the second half and in the fourth quarter and got it down. But, you know, every time they would get it close, there was a foul. <clears throat> exactly. And you can't uh, – it, it is what it is. I, Memphis but is you know what, though? I mean, you say it is what it is, but the fact that we are having this conversation and the fact that we are clearly not the only ones having this conversation impacts the credibility – of the National Basketball Association. Now, if they don't care, then that's fine. They don't. Taylor Jenkins, great quote. I've never seen a more in inconsistent and arrogant officiated game. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's never seen certain people around here then. Um, <laughs> I think he means it's a professional. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what hits coming my way. Well, you know there's a hit coming his way that Dylan Brooks and John Morant have said, we'll take care of, Coach, you don't worry. <laughs> hey, hey, you over there. Yeah, we, we need a ding You need, you need a ding on that one? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ja and Dylan. So, anyway. <laughs> a GoFundMe for Taylor Jenkins is fine. <laughs> Whatever we got to do. Yeah. Um, couple of things otherwise – Tennessee baseball trolls uh, Florida. Where did they get Gator football helmets? Listen, uh, Saturday Down South has a story. Well, of course. Oh yeah. I mean, if there's if there's anybody that's going to have this particular story, that it's Saturday Down South. Yeah. So apparently, that's where they that's where they had to shower was in in the football stadium. So, so they just leave helmets out laying around. Oh, I'm sure. So, that, I'm sure. Okay, so was, tell me this then: where was that picture? Because I thought it was on the bus. Um, the picture 
looks like it's inside of an equipment room. There's okay. a there's a mesh okay. wire okay. atop right. them. All right, my bad. But even so, so Tennessee. If for those who can't see or don't know, Tennessee baseball players took a photo wearing Florida football helmets after their eleventh inning win um, on Sunday. So <laughs> I thought that was thought that was great. You know, that's what Tennessee's going to do. Uh, I'm certainly interested to see if something comes of it. I mean, other than, hey, equipment managers, do a Put better job locking up, up a, the equipment. Yeah. I mean, if Tennessee comes in <laughs> and does that, you know, if they if they come in and win, they're they're going to mess with us. Not your wife, not your kids. Yeah, kind of thing. So, anyway, Tennessee with a big sweep, and they become, uh, they, they now hold the record for the best start in SEC baseball history. Arkansas fans, by the way, who have been trash talking to no end all season long, lost their season, lost their series to Texas A&M over the weekend. And a Tennessee fan said, you've lost more SEC series than we've lost games. So maybe just don't talk. <laughs> maybe just wait till we play each other before mm. you do any talking. Wow. Uh, Blade Tidwell. Great job in uh, in place of the injured. Uh, which one is it? It's not Burns. It's not. It's not. It's the the Saturday guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can't anyway. either. Anyway, it's he, not Burns. It's not Burns, and it's not. Um, Start with a D. I don't remember. I anyway, don't remember. Nonetheless. Blade Tidwell gets the Saturday start, does a great job, gets the win. Um, That's a heck of a luxury when you lose a Saturday starter and you can plug in a guy who's probably going to projected as a first rounder. Yeah, that was the exact phrase I was about to utter, Mo. What a luxury! I mean, it's 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 uh, you know fool's gold or or riches. What what's the what's the phrase that I can't utter right now? But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. But I mean. For all those that thought that Vitello was going to leave last year, why would he have left this? So, and then of uh, course Tony V got to come back on Sunday too. <laughs> yeah, he did a post game interview. Said there's a lot of pressure because um, after winning the first two games, I didn't want to come back and screw anything up, and nearly did. Right, they almost got beat. <laughs> so, hey. So, um, Chase Burns is the other. Burns and Beams are the two that are starting. So who's the other one? I don't know who the other one is. But that's well, the other one is Blake Tidwell. Apparently, A Saturday starter, new Saturday starter, Blake Tidwell. Uh, so there you go. Interesting that Tennessee is now the SEC record holder. 17 and one. That's insane. Did not see that coming. It really is. I mean, to win six straight series at any point in the SEC season is pretty amazing. But to win six straight to open the season is even more so. Um, Christian Moore named the SEC uh, freshman of the week this week. And 
Vanderbilt also got some weekly hardware. Is that right? Yes. Pitcher of the week. Summit product and former Spartan standout. Chris McIlvain named SEC pitcher of the week. So well done. Who is part of that combined no hitter that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. JP. Anchor down. <laughs> well, they won two of three mm-hmm. uh, against Kentucky. So yeah, Don't sleep on Vanderbilt. Listen, I, you know, earlier we had this conversation about, you know, which is, which is worse for Vanderbilt fans, you know, the way Vanderbilt's playing or Tennessee, your rival, is doing this. And for me, it was what Tennessee's doing because I'm not worried about Tim Corbin and Vanderbilt. And for them to be under the radar – I think that's really that's a scary. good thing for them. That yeah. is scary for opponents for Vanderbilt as you get in the postseason. Chase Dollander. Dollander. You said D. Started with the D. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot that they got two chases. Well, oh, you're right. Now they've got one chase. <laughs> now they've only got one. Yeah, so. uh, Belmont went to West Lafayette, took three from Purdue. By the way, Purdue is not it's not like Purdue is a bad team. They're 22 and 13 on the year. And it's interesting Purdue, I believe, has a kid from Dixon County up there. Pitch. Interesting. Well, um Jalen Borders got the win on Sunday. Kyle Brennan with the save. CCCHS. Kyle Brennan from Centennial. And um on Saturday, an absolute drubbing 11-1 to with Joshua South getting the win for Belmont. And then on Friday, I can't tell you because it's 404 page not found. Oh. So, I have no, <laughs> no idea what happened on Friday. Head link, huh? <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, to go to Purdue, a Big Ten – um, power five team and win three to two on Friday with Andy Bean getting the win, who's six and one on the year. Handed Jackson Smeltz his first loss for the Purdue Boilermakers. That's that's impressive. Well done, Belmont baseball. Um, uh, there there you go. Give him a hand. Joshua South named uh, OBC Pitcher of the Week for Belmont, by the way. The junior right-hander went seven innings against Purdue on Saturday, allowing just one run on a solo homer in the second inning. Preseason Pitcher of the Year uh, twice. Collected three strikeouts and issued just two walks. A Cookville native. So. Purdue slipping to 22-13 and 13 with that loss. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. They were 22-10 coming in. Yeah. And Belmont went up there and just – I don't know how they're playing a non-conference series in the middle of Big Ten play. Do they have an odd number of teams or something? Does not everybody? Well, yeah, technically. If you're 12, there's only 11 others. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but. Total, though, if, if you've got an even number of teams, everybody can play everybody. Yeah. That is an odd number. I don't know. That is an odd thing. I was wondering that myself. Thank you, JP. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter. I, I almost listened number. to this guy. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter if there's an odd number or not. Depending, I mean, if they play a twelve, if they play a twelve-week conference season, then there's going to be one weekend where they, you don't each, have anybody. Each team may get a weekend teams. off of conference play. That could be. Yeah. That could be the thing. So, I think most every 
conference is doing that nowadays. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, let's take a break because we we got we got a couple of things to to clean up here before we get out of here. Speaking of, we also got to tell folks. We got what games are tonight. We have that's right. We have the schedule coming up on the other side and a reminder of where we will be tomorrow and how you can come hang out with Without us. Without question. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint comes back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. All right, uh, welcome back into Main Street Sports Today. The rundown continued on this Monday, brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. All right, uh, let's see uh, where we are. Um, all right, schedule for today in high school baseball. We've got Stewart's Creek at Cane Ridge at 4. At 4.30 is Harpeth at Webb School. Also at 4.30 you'll see East Nashville at White's Creek. It is Columbia Academy at University School of Nashville. Also Glencliff at Maplewood at 4.30. Pearl Cone will welcome Stratford. At 5 o'clock, first pitch, uh, we'll see Hampshire at Kolioka. Kenwood hosting Stewart County, DCA at Nashville Christian, Franklin Road Academy at Providence Christian, also Macon County at Watertown. 5.30, Santa Fe and Wayne County, Columbia hosting Riverdale. Also, Good Pasture will be at Ezel Harding. Also at 5.30, Clarksville Northwest will be at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Uh, Zion Christian at Franklin Classical. Westmoreland will host Clay County. 
Uh, East Robertson will be at Trousdale County. At 6, we'll see Mount Julia Christian versus Clarksville Academy. At 6.30, a slew of games, including Hillwood and Murfreesboro Central Magnet. Also, it is uh, Rossview at Clarksville. Franklin at Brentwood. Laverne hosting Antioch. Springfield at West Creek. Lawrence County welcomes Marshall County. Page at Lincoln County. Friendship Christian hosts Davidson Academy. We talked to their coach earlier today. Uh, White House Heritage at Joe Burns. Ravenwood welcomes Summit Tullahoma in Spring Hill this evening. Tennessee Christian, uh, Middle Tennessee Christian welcomes BGA. 7 o'clock tonight, Portland and Montgomery Central Creekwood hosting Greenbrier. Summertown heads south to Loretto at 7 o'clock. And Centennial at Overton, Eagleville, and Moore County also will face off today. Check your front office for game times. Softball today. 3 o'clock should be maybe, I don't know, second, third inning by now. Columbia Academy at Baylor. Uh, At 4 today will be Hillwood at Glencliff, 4.30. Davidson Academy at Goodpasture also at 4.30. You'll see Ravenwood at Brentwood Academy. Uh, You will also see DCA at Clarksville Academy. Father Ryan welcomes Endworth. St. Cecilia Academy at Webb School. At 5 o'clock, Friendship Christian hosts Nashville Christian. Loretto at Collinwood. Ezel Harding uh, hosts Grace Christian Franklin. Mount Pleasant at Kolioka. Uh, also at 5, Middle Tennessee Christian hosting FRA, that's Franklin Road Academy, Greenbrier, Montgomery Central. Wayne County welcomes Kolioka. Fra- uh, Franklin Road Christian at Zion Christian at 5.30. A pair of games include Mount Juliet at Dixon County, Westmoreland at Springfield. At 6 tonight, Clarksville hosts Henry County, Centennial at Laverne, Eagleville at Moore County. It is Station Camp versus Gallatin. Columbia is at Lincoln County at 6.30 tonight. Blackman also at 6.30 hosting Nolansville. Giles County as well versus Lawrence County and Smyrna at Page also at 6.30 tonight. On the pitch at boys soccer for this Monday, MLK at Davidson Academy at 5. Uh, other 5 o'clock first touch includes CPA at Innsworth, Maplewood at Gallatin, and Spring Hill welcomes Columbia Academy. Lawrence County is at Loretto at 6 tonight. Uh, East Robertson is at STEM Academy also at 6, as is Richland hosting Kolioka. Clarksville is at Springfield at 7 tonight, as is Franklin at Page, and Sycamore and Portland also will be playing. Those are your scheduled events for high school sports today. All in the rundown brought to you by Zion Christian Academy. Gentlemen. Score (laughs) Score in the bottom of the third. Columbia Academy and Baylor softball. No score. Scoreless. So is there a score? <laughs> There's no score. They there are scoreless. No score. yeah. so, well done. There we go. Thanks to friend of the show, Columbia Academy Athletics Director Pernell Knox, who is actually on site. Oh, in in chat. In chat. Chattanooga. Chattanooga. There's no extra in there. It's just Chattanooga. According <laughs> to the broadcast team on that NCAA tournament game. Yeah. Yeah. Chattanooga. Oh man, um, a couple of things I want that we want to to mention real quick before we get out of here. Tomorrow we will be on site at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. We would love for you to come by and say hello during the show. We will be there live from two until the show ends. Sometimes on Tuesdays we go a little longer than three thirty, so <laughs> we will have top five Tuesday for you, and it will be a lot of fun. But we will be at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And then Tell them why. following 
that, you can come check out the Atlanta Braves World Series piece of metal <laughs> and have your photograph taken with said, said piece, of, piece metal. of metal. So what time is the actual trophy going to be in-house? It will be it's from 12 to 3. It is at the Country Music Hall of gotcha. Fame. So you can go beforehand, mm-hmm. go take your picture at the Country Music Hall of Fame if you'd like, then come hang out with us, or you can come hang out with us, yeah. and then... At four o'clock, four it will o'clock be. Is when it, comes it will be available at Bridgestone Arena, and it'll be there from four to eight in conjunction with the Preds game. Who are they playing tomorrow? The Preds have uh, not Calgary. Um, it might be Calgary. It might be Calgary. It is Calgary. Yeah, yeah. I was like pretty sure. Maybe not. Chris uh, has proven today that he cannot be trusted because <laughs> during the last break. We found out that the Big Ten actually does have an odd number of teams because Wisconsin does not play baseball. Does not play baseball. Who knew? No Badger, no baseball. Haven't for 30 years. That's amazing. <laughs> That's what's wild is we didn't know that. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's Big Ten baseball. Who Who's paying attention anyway, right? Can we get an amen? <laughs> we got a ding. It'll work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's that. So, yeah, come out, hang out with us, and – We'll be at the Preds game. Uh, JP and I will be at the Preds game tomorrow night. So uh, Mo will be at the uh, Independence and Columbia soccer match. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you want to go hang out with Mo, that's cool too. And Uh, folks, that's why he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's it's we're slackers. Uh, (laughs) We do need to mention before we get out, though. Marcel Reed. Congratulations to Montgomery Bell Academy. Junior quarterback Marcel Reed, one of the top 2023 quarterback recruits in the country. He's um he's taking heed of someone's plea to come to the sip. I would too if I was taking pictures with the coach in a Rolls Royce the day before my commitment. <laughs> it was the least like yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have just put the helmet up there before you sat down, buddy. We knew where you was going. But we appreciate that. Oh, uh, Marcel Reed and Lane Kiffin. I, the quarterback whisper, man, I, 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 would, I will be excited to see what Lane Kiffin is able to do with that kid because he's got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. He has all the talent. He's got all the talent in the world. He's, he's the son of a coach. Understands uh, the game all, really well. I mean, he's got a lot going for him. Very athletic. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does down in Oxford as well. It'll be interesting because his, his sister, I think, works in the recruiting department at the University of Alabama. So, Well, at least they won't be too far apart. Yeah. Could be closer if he were at State, but yeah, they won't be too far. So Coach Reed can get down there and see both of them in one little swoop. There you go. <laughs> And, 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 <laughs> he, can and just, he can make make a run through Dreamland at the same time. He go make a run through Dreamland, make a run through Tuscaloosa, then Oxford, and then come back up and uh, and go through the rest of the world. He, if he wants to go to Memphis and hang out, he can, and then head back to Nashville. It's, it, it's a pretty solid uh, trip. Rod Reed's kind of living his best life. Right he probably now. is. He, blessings in disguise. Mm-hmm. I tweeted about that today. Today is the day that I found out that uh, I was being eliminated. So, So April 25th, the perfect date. (laughs) In more ways than one, all right? Here's my light jacket. jacket. (laughs) Three times today, Mo. 
three times. Hey, we started the show with I, it. I'm not mad we at ended, it. No. We ended the show with it. It's it's kind of like Johnny's daddy was taking him fishing. It's such a... <laughs> it's so good, you got to start and end with it. Uh, well, you know, you can't go wrong with, with old Sandy. Well, no, because it's the perfect date. It's April 25th. It's perfect. Absolutely. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Come hang out with us tomorrow. Top 5 Tuesday. We'll see you at 2 o'clock. <laughs>